The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you need it. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. going everybody this is nolan guthrie i'm the host of your zamzo's garden show and today we're doing a really special pre-recorded show so please don't call in but uh, i think we have something really exciting and fun for you today i've got with me jim zamzo the man himself is with me jim thanks for taking the time to come and, and talk with us about zamzo's history is what we're going to talk about today you're welcome nolan and i'm glad to be here these are fun topics for me to talk about good good so it's come up over the years i've been with zamzo's for a while and and people have have asked from time to time why lawn garden and pet those things they don't at first glance seem to really mesh with each other they don't seem to be connected in any way and over the years the thing I've enjoyed most about being a store manager was when I got to see when Jim came in and I and I had a question I almost always had a question and something I could talk to you about and what I always got was a story whether it was about something simple like how do I solve this problem or somebody asked me about this and I'm not quite sure what to do you never gave me a straight answer it seemed like it was always a it was always a story it always led to something that reminded you of this or reminded you of that and through that story I was able to get the answer or at least get to a place where I could find an answer or put me on a on a path to discover that answer and uh, I kind of wanted to just share that kind of experience with our listeners with the Treasure Valley and let people have a chance to to hear from Mr. Zamzo why we're doing these things. And so the first topic I want to discuss, we didn't really include it in kind of how we present ourselves, but feed is where Zamzo's kind of started. When I say feed, really what it means is feeding livestock, horses, cows, chickens, farm animals. And that's really where Zamzo started, where our roots are. And and I was just, you know, wanted to try to see if you could share with us, why is it Zamzo's is there? Where did that start? How did it progress into these other things? Okay. Well, we have to go back uh, quite a ways to the Great <laughs> Depression because uh, my grandparents raised their family, which was my dad and his four siblings, over at the corner of Cole and Franklin Road, basically right there where the Boise Motor Village is. In 1929, of course, we had the Great Crash. Yeah. And uh, Grandpa had just bought that farm not too many years before and was unable to make the payments on the farm. 
So they ended up liquidating their cows and pigs and everything uh, and moving off of the farm. And they bought an old mill over on what they call the Nampa Caldwell Boulevard, which is, is now Fairview Avenue. Oh, really? Okay. At, uh, at Fairview and Liberty. And it was called a Snodgrass Mill. And uh-huh. it was just a little, it was about a 30 by 30 wood building. And they started a feed store there. They got some formulas from the University of Idaho and they started blending feeds there. Believe it or not, on this old hardwood floor, yeah, uh, they would. The grandma would call it baking a cake. They would pour <laughs> pour each each uh, ingredient down, level it out on top of each other, so yeah. it was like a layered cake. And then they would start scooping it from the sides up with a scoop shovel and a rake. And then eventually, one of them, grandma, probably holding the bag, and grandpa shoveling it in. And they tied the bag shut with a with actually a hand needle and thread like we used to sew coal bags. Yeah. And that's how they started in the feed business. And they worked along with that for a while and raised their kids. And my dad and uncle went off to the war. And when they came back from the war, uh, my my father and uncle eventually bought the the operation and turned it into a a little bit more of an elaborate feed store. Uh They bought the mill in Meridian in the 50s. They uh, put some some decent equipment in there, grinders and pelleters and molassifying machines and yeah. mixers and so on and baggers. And they got legitimately in the feed business. So all through the 50s and 60s, uh, they were actually one of the largest dairy feed producing uh, companies in southern Idaho at that time right there in Meridian. Really? At that point, of course, all the dairies were in the Meridian area uh-huh. in, in Treasure Valley. Uh, and since a lot, many of them have moved over to Jerome and, and right. Twin Falls, right. but uh, when my brother and I got involved, uh, we we did get a lot of experience in feeding livestock of all kinds. But about the the, the actually the early fifties after World War II, that people started feeding dogs commercial dog foods. Mm-hmm. Before that, they only fed scraps and you know whatever whatever a dog right, could yeah, find yeah, you yeah. know or a dog or a cat they didn't even feed cats if they couldn't get a mouse they didn't <laughs> get anything you know huh. so uh i can remember asking dad when i was in high school why he was adding so many vitamins and minerals to the grains and hays that they were pelleting at the uh-huh. time and he said well uh it's just not in the in the product anymore it's not in the grain it's not in the in the hay and i said well why not and he said well i think we've farmed our ground all out Mm. uh because we're when we add these vitamins and minerals we get a superior performance Mm. where we used to get it just by feeding the grain and hay in the early days and of course after generations of of farming this ground we started depleting it so i took quite an interest in the addition of vitamins and minerals, and and right. I educated myself on the types of, of vitamins and minerals, uh, and learned that just because you put vitamins and minerals in a feed does not mean that an animal absorbs them. Right. So it's the it's the type of ingredients that you use, and the blend, and the balance that that actually increases your performance. So we've evolved from this very rough mix it on the floor to quite a sophisticated uh, feeding operation. Uh, we own mills here in Idaho, of course, and also in in Iowa. Yeah, uh, we blend for quite a lot of large uh, farms back there, and we mm. ship overseas over there. Oh, so, really? Uh, so we we're still in the feed business. Yeah, just, yeah, just not as much as the way it used to be. Yeah, but that has kind of evolved as as our farms 
shrunk and we've we've grown more houses here than we have crops in the Treasure Valley. We have homes and gardens, trees and shrubs, dogs and cats, and we just took the knowledge that we had right, right. in the commercial feed business and we've we've kind of transposed it over to small animals. Right. And we've learned so much about how to keep animals healthy using the proper ingredients and uh, the proper blending and the fresh ingredients and, and not using poor quality. Yeah. There, there's a, there are a lot of very poor quality ingredients out there that are used commercially in, in many dog right, foods. Right, just to say that foods. they're there. Yeah, yeah and, they're, and they really aren't healthy for the animals. Yeah. And so I said, you know, if we can't do it better, let's not do it at all. Yeah. So we, we've just tried to make everything we do better. Yeah, I think it's interesting that, you know, feeding, feeding things is feeding things. <laughs> there's kind of a, a core thing there that whether you're feeding an animal or feeding your plants or feeding the soil, uh, there's still something very fundamental about what goes into it relates to what comes out of it. Well, the, the truth of the matter is, eventually I transferred my energy from putting in new ingredients into feeds as much as I have putting ingredients into the soil because I realized if we put these nutrients in the soil and we get our soil healthy again, we really don't have to add yeah. so many of those to the yeah. feed. Well, that's a great start to the segment. I really appreciate that story. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on the Zamzo's Garden Show. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hey, Joss, this is it. We're down to the last day for folks to buy their Zamzo's Lawn Program for 2023 at this year's lower price. Let's not rush the season. 2023 won't be here until a week from tomorrow. Jeez, I guess it's here. But if folks sign up for the Zamzo's Lawn Program today before 3 p.m., they are going to save a lot of money over next year's price. And Zamzo's Lawn Program is such a deal. They get five applications of Dad's exclusive biologically correct lawn food for one low price. Plus, we store it for you, send you a reminder when it's time for each step and loan you a spreader to apply it with for free. And when you sign up for the lawn program, you get 10% off all house plants and lawn and garden supplies for the rest of the year and all of 2023. But you only have until 3 p.m. today to purchase or renew your lawn program at this year's lower price. So come pick out those last minute gifts and stocking stuffers for your pet, pet lover, or gardener now. And from our family to yours, Merry Christmas. Nobody knows like and we're back with the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. Remember, this is a pre-recorded show. We have Jim Zamzo here with us talking about lawn, garden, and pet, why Zamzo's is in the business that they're in and what, what they do. The next thing I wanted to go into, you know, it started with feeds, feeding animals, feeding livestock, feeding farm animals. But even at that time, there was still a gardening component to Zamzo's. And gardening has meant a tremendous amount to me and my life, and, and I'm sure to lots of people's lives. Gardening has always been a thing where I learn something every single year. There's never a time where I've not learned something about how to garden. And I've always tried to stress to people starting out that uh, you can read all the books, you can watch all the videos, you can get all the advice, but until you actually start breaking ground and doing it, putting those plants into the ground and feeding them and watering them and tending to them every day, it's not until that point that you're really truly gardening and, and doing it. And and for the rest of your life, the rest of the time that you are a gardener, you will learn something, I mean, almost every day. Yep. And over time, as you gain experience, 
and you talk to somebody who's dealt with something or, or experienced something that you haven't, they will share a little bit with you and you'll share a little bit with them. And, and gardening over time really just becomes this culmination of experiences. And gardening is one of the most personal things I think you can ever really do. Yeah. So nobody gardens the same way. I've always said there's as many different ways to garden as there are gardeners. Yeah, exactly. I've felt the same thing since I, I started going down this path. So, Jim, why is it that Zamzo's is in the garden business. What are we doing here? Okay, well, let's go back again uh, <laughs> a little bit. There are several things that uh, my family had done previous to my brother and I getting involved. One was they sold commercial fertilizers mm. uh, for pastures and for agriculture in general, general, and they sold it by the 100-pound bag or by the ton. And they also were in the coal business. Yeah. I think the depth of my family heritage goes all the way back to farming. Yeah. So we've been farmers all along. And gardening, even though Grandma and Grandpa and, and my dad did not do gardening so much in his business, they all gardened at home. Right. They had generations of experience. Although coming back from Europe, they brought a lot of skills with them in right. the gardening. Yeah. And I, I guess I just have a little gene memory there, if you will. <laughs> sure. But the reason we got into the gardening business is in the 70s, as the Boise Valley began to grow, coal business kind of started to decline. Yeah. And we didn't have anything to do with those trucks in the summertime anyway. Yeah. So uh, we started going over to the uh, lumber mill over in Emmett and hauling back their ground-up bark. Uh, in fact, we called it soil aid at the time yeah. because it was uh, a rotted uh, material that we could put on, on top of seed when it was planted or cultivated into the ground before we plant roses and things did very nicely with it. So we just started bringing that over and selling it. And a lot of people in the 70s, as Boise began to grow, the new new lawns that were going in, people would plant seed and then they would come to us to get this, this ground up bark to mm. put over the top. Yeah. And many times they would say, well, could we buy the seed from you? And well... Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we figured out how to buy lawn seed, and we'd sell the seed, and, and then the commercial fertilizer, and then this ground-up material to put over the top. So we kind of morphed into the lawn business, if you will. We always had a little rack of, of garden seeds. We sold corn and peas and uh -huh. beans, and we sold a bulk in the bucket. Because back in those days, when people planted a garden, they planted a, you know, a quarter <laughs> or half acre right, garden. Right. There's not any of these small ones like we do today. Because yeah. they had lots and lots of kids and family to feed. Sure. We just kept working in that business and learning the trade. And as we went, like you say, we learned something every single year. Every time we planted something, we learned. Uh, I failed so many times uh, <laughs> in, in planting things. And, you know, I almost always failed... By overdoing things. Yeah. I killed way more plants by using too much fertilizer than I ever yeah. did by not using right. enough. I always, uh, whenever I do classes for you know people in the community, and I always say if you're not if you're not killing plants, you're not learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's like when you're water skiing. If you're not falling, you're not getting better, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we just started fine tuning that craft. We learned how to do these things and, and then we learned how to teach our customers and as we evolved we, we learned more and we learned some very important things about what we were doing wrong. Yeah. I became a professional lawn pro, if you will. Yeah. The largest lawn fertilizer company in the country at that time, and they probably still are, brought us back to their headquarters back east and taught us all their methods and we did their programs and People would come in. We built quite a nice business. But 
One day, a, a customer came in and asked me to go look at his lawn. Uh, he said he was having trouble. And so I went on a Saturday morning before we got busy, and I looked at his lawn, and I identified virtually every disease I knew. I mean, there was leaf spot and melting yeah. out, and there was fusarium blight, and, and there were the insects that were available at the time. We had have new ones now, <laughs> uh, at least that we didn't identify at the time. And I said, you've got this problem, this, 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 and this. And he said, I know. But why do I have those? And I said, well, you know, they just come over and get in your lawn. They migrate over. And, and he said, well, how come my neighbor doesn't have any? He doesn't use this program, and he doesn't have these problems. And I couldn't answer his question. So I called back to my instructors, and I said, you know, what about these diseases? And stuff? well, you just got to use this, this chemical that gets rid of lawn disease, yeah. this fertilizer plus disease control, and this, this fertilizer plus insect control, and, you know, all of these other things. And I said, well, no, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you, why do we have these problems when, when people that aren't doing this don't have them? Right. And they said, well, they didn't know. Well, I called Cornell. I called uh, Michigan State. I knew one of the professors back there. I called one of the Carolinas that the, that had yeah. a turf school there, and none of them could give me the answer that that I needed. But you know, as they say, when the student is ready, a master appears. Yeah. Well, one day my accountant came and said, "There's a man here that's retired in in Treasure Valley, and you'd like to meet him. He really knows a lot about agriculture." His name was C.J. Finzow. He actually started an organic system called Acres USA at the time. He mm. and another fellow by the name of Charlie Walters. Anyway, he retired here. C.J. retired here, and he lived about five years before he passed on, which, which time I had lots and lots of one-on-one -on -one education <laughs> with this man. Yeah. And he taught me we've overused chemicals, and we get caught in what's called the spiral of death with, yeah. our, with our soils. Yeah. And you need to take a break, but I will continue this. Yeah, no, this is, this like. is fantastic uh, stuff, and it'd be great to carry this on into the next segment. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to finish this uh, conversation with Jim on the Zamzo's Garden Show. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hey, Joss, this is it. We're down to the last day for folks to buy their Zamzo's Lawn Program for 2023 at this year's lower price. Let's not rush the season. 2023 won't be here until a week from tomorrow. Jeez, I guess it's here. But if folks sign up for the Zamzo's Lawn Program today before 3 p.m., they are going to save a lot of money over next year's price. And Zamzo's Lawn Program is such a deal. They get five applications of Dad's exclusive biologically correct lawn food for one low price. Plus, we store it for you, send you a reminder when it's time for each step and loan you a spreader to apply it with for free. And when you sign up for the lawn program, you get 10% off all house plants and lawn and garden supplies for the rest of the year and all of 2023. But you only have until 3 p.m. today to purchase or renew your lawn program at this year's lower price. So come pick out those last minute gifts and stocking stuffers for your pet, pet lover, or gardener now. And from our family to yours, Merry Christmas. Nobody knows like and we are back on the Zamzo's Garden Show. This is a pre-recorded show, and we have Jim Zamzo here with us talking about Zamzo's Lawn Garden Pet, why we're here, doing what we're doing. And Jim, you were telling us a, a great story about uh, the history of soils and how you got to this uh, this place that you were at, and you were talking about uh, some training that you got about our overuse of chemicals and in the spiral of death. And tell us a little bit more about that. 
Okay, well, uh, so C.J. called it the spiral or the cycle of death in the soil, and he explained to me that the soil is either getting better or it's getting worse. It never remains static. One of the things that he taught me that probably uh, revolutionized the way we do business in Zamzos is the what we call the carbon to nitrogen ratio. Yeah. So what happened to this lawn that it had deteriorated after three years? This man had done everything I told him. Yeah. Every every spring he fertilized and he used little weed killers and he used the bug killers and he used the fungicides, but he still had the problems were uh, getting worse and worse as he went along, and we didn't understand why. What, what CJ taught me was, for every unit of chemical fertilizer that we put down, and I'm talking about nitrogen fertilizer here yeah. now because that's what we use the most of on lawns. Yeah. We burn out 12 to 20 units of carbon. Yeah. Which is our humus. Yeah, so so a pound of nitrogen difference. and we burn out 20 units, uh, 20 pounds yeah. of, of humus out of our soil. Well, why does that make a difference? Well, the humus is decomposed organic matter right. in the soil. Mm-hmm. It's what all of the beneficial microbes in the soil, all yeah. the all the bacterium and, and, and the fungi and stuff that are beneficial to making the soil healthy. They actually produce their, their own antibiotics to protect themselves. And by doing that, they protect the plant from diseases. Right. Yeah. Uh, they also have uh, parasitic fungi in there that actually attack and kill nematodes and, and other microscopic harmful insects. So when we have adequate humus in the soil, we have a good ecology there. We have a right. good balance. We have enough of the good guys in there to take care of the bad guys. Yeah, so, yeah balance. It's, right. all, it's all leveled out. So Level what happens in the cycle of death is we start using too much chemical fertilizer, and it doesn't matter whether it's a a lawn service or whether you're putting it on yourself by the bag. After about three years, you'll start noticing that around the edges it's getting drier, and you start getting some insects and crabgrass moving in on the side, and then if you have a a mound in the middle of your lawn, it starts drying out sooner and, and getting insects. And what's happening is we're losing all of that blackness in the soil, all that carbon or humus in the soil right. because we've over-fertilized. So uh, one time I was teaching a class uh, up in Sunnyside. I was teaching it to a bunch of orchardists. I really wanted to encourage them to compost all of their apple pumice after they made juice mm. and cores and stuff like that and then put it back on their land. And uh, this this older gentleman came up to me. I was pretty young at the time. And he said, young feller, I really like what you're saying here. He said, you know, I've got some dairy cows and I've got this little orchard of mine. He said, I'd never feed my orchard trees anything I wouldn't feed my cows. And I got to thinking, holy cow. You know, dad was the biggest dairy feed manufacturer. So I kind of knew what went into dairy feeds, the vitamins, the minerals, the proteins, all of those things, and realized that the paunch or the the first stomach of a cow is basically what the soil is. Mm. It's this fermentation chamber that that decomposes organic material and makes it available to the plant and enriches the soil. Yeah. So I immediately came back from that meeting and started playing with building fertilizers that would actually work better than what was available commercially. Uh, And it took me five years to do it. I tested every commercial fertilizer we had against our product for health of the soil, for health of the plant, for color of green. And that's how we eventually ended up with our lawn program program. that we talk about, the the natural-based lawn program, because it's basically made from dairy feed ingredients. Right. So it truly is different from anything else that's on the market. But it makes our soil 
it, we get into the cycle of health, right? And our soil gets better every single year that we use our program. Yeah. So it gets healthier. We have to use less less pesticides, less fungicides, and all of those things in yeah. theory, as long as we manage our mowing right and our watering right and so on. Yeah, and that's one of the things. You know, when I, I went to school for landscape design and maintenance in in Oregon. And it was in in the Portland area, so you can imagine the kind of people that I <laughs> I grew up with. You know, very ecologically sound. You know, they try to go a certain direction, and yeah. so that was very influential on on the college atmosphere out there. And uh, one of the things that was talked about a lot um, was what they called IPM or an integrated pest management Absolutely. strategy. And when I moved over here, that was one of the first things that really clicked with me when I started working with Zamzos. Is that it wasn't just that bugs wanted to make your life miserable or that fungus hate you and they want to make your lawn look horrible. There's something going on. There's a deeper solution to all these problems. And that's what an integrated pest management strategy was. Absolutely. And and the thing that I really liked was, you know, we have these things. We talked about when I was first in the company, you'd say, you know, we have corrective chemistry and we have things to improve that over time. So you don't take any of those tools out of the toolbox. Right. You have an option, but you can't rely on one tool as opposed to the other. There's there's more to solving this problem well, there than is. just and getting rid of it. Let me continue on this cycle of death because yeah. it, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we put on a pound of, of nitrogen and we burn out 20 pounds of carbon and pretty soon we don't have any humus left in the soil. So what happens is our turf gets thin it's, it becomes unthrifty. Weeds start germinating and coming in crabgrass. So we have to use more and more yeah. herbicides, right. which don't just kill the weeds. They actually have some effect on the biology of Absolutely. the soil. Then we've, we've killed the microbes in our soil, and the microbes, they make the antibiotics, and the antibodies that protects themselves and in turn protects the plant. So guess what? We no longer have them, and we start getting these funguses on our right. on our plants, and so we have to use fungicides. Well, we have good beneficial fungus as well, but we use the fungicides to kill the bad guys. We kill the good ones too. Yeah. So pretty soon, after four or five years, and especially in this in this soil that we don't have much topsoil to start with, yeah. we're actually feeding our plants hydroponically. The soil is mm. simply a carrier for the water soluble nutrients yeah. that we put on, but there's no humus in the soil to hold them. So when we put these water-soluble nutrients on and we irrigate, guess what? They wash right through the soil yeah. and go right into our aquifer and into the Boise River yeah. and on down, uh, ends up in the ocean eventually. Yeah. Uh, so that's the cycle of death. So what about the cycle of life? So we'll start on the cycle of life by saying when we increase the humus in the soil, either with a good quality compost or the product that we have we call Humagreen, we start bringing the life back into the soil and the buffering back in the soil. And looks like you got to take a break, so we'll continue that after this next break. <laughs> this, this is just, we could probably go on for hours <laughs> talking about this stuff because it's absolutely fascinating. And I always love getting more and more from you. So, uh, yeah, we'll take a quick break. Uh, this is the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. 
Hey, Joss, this is it. We're down to the last day for folks to buy their Zamzo's lawn program for 2023 at this year's lower price. Let's not rush the season. 2023 won't be here until a week from tomorrow. Jeez, I guess it's here. But if folks sign up for the Zamzo's lawn program today before 3 p.m., they are going to save a lot of money over next year's price. And Zamzo's lawn program is such a deal. They get five applications of Dad's exclusive biologically correct lawn food for one low price. Plus, we store it for you, send you a reminder when it's time for each step and loan you a spreader to apply it with for free. And when you sign up for the lawn program, you get 10% off all house plants and lawn and garden supplies for the rest of the year and all of 2023. But you only have until 3 p.m. today to purchase or renew your lawn program at this year's lower price. So come pick out those last-minute gifts and stocking stuffers for your pet, pet lover, or gardener now. And from our family to yours, Merry Christmas. Nobody knows like Okay, and we are back for one more segment of the uh, Zamzo's Garden Show here with Jim Zamzo. Remember, everybody, this is a pre-recorded show we're doing with Jim, so we're not taking phone calls this week, but uh, we should be back to our regular schedule next week. So, Jim, uh, before we went to the break, we were we had talked about the cycle of death and what happens as we we overuse certain things and and what it means to bring those things back up, as you called it, the circle of life, bringing it back into shape, adding humus, buffering back into the soil and what are we accomplishing by feeding the soil getting those things back into the earth okay well I'll, I'll tell you some interesting statistics as I remember uh, did you know that for every 1% of organic matter that you add to the soil that you increase the water holding capacity by 20,000 pounds Whoa. per acre that can't be right that, that's right <laughs> so for every 1% that we increase so you see what happens when we burn that humus yeah, out no, it's... We, we lose the ability for our soils to hold water for one thing we lose all the bio life in the soil which actually filters our soil yeah, as the waters right. fall they go through our soil they go through this this biodiversity that's in our topsoil any toxins are decomposed they're broken down the hydrocarbons are broken down by the bacteria so that when the water does finally percolate through and into our aquifer it's purified by yeah. good rich soil yeah. so we increase the humus we increase the biological uh, what dr ingham calls the soil food web yeah. which is actually a complex of mm. all of these organisms of fungi and and bacteria and protozoa yeah. and you know, amoebas and as so you're on. talking about that i was just reminded you know you think of if you think of the soil like that in that filter and it's healthy and it's doing that thing properly i was thinking about you can relate that exactly to the human body and it'll Liver, you know, a properly functioning liver is able to take those things out Absolutely. of your system and and filter them out so that you remain healthy, even though you know you've got some coming in that might not be fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, we have so many environmental toxins right now. We got to have a good immune system, and our organs of elimination need to be functioning right very very well in order to get rid of this, or we're going to get sick. Yeah. Because we can't prevent all of these pollutants. I was reading a deal the other day that said. Uh, one of the most uh, toxic areas in our cities are the intersections because as we pull up to the intersections, we put on our brakes, which leaves us a whole bunch of micro matter mm. uh, from the brake, brake right, fiber, right. the brake Pass, drums, yeah. are, are, are it's micro material, and then they accelerate, right. uh, which blows, blows a whole bunch more exhaust and so on out. Yeah. So the intersections actually are the most, huh. just hold your breath as you go through <laughs> the intersections. <laughs> anyway, uh, on another note then, we've got this purified water and we've got this biodynamic function in the soil of all these microbes 
and they keep making the soil get better and better. So the soil, as I said, it's either getting better or it's getting worse. So when we treat it right, one of the things CJ taught me was he said, Jim, don't think of yourself as a gardener or as a farmer. Think of yourself as a livestock man. And I said, what? He said, yeah, you're a livestock man. It's just that you can't see your livestock. They're in micro form, so you can't see them with the naked eye. So he said, don't do anything to harm them. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's so much we do to harm them. We yeah. drive our tractors on wet soil and compact it so no oxygen gets in. We use so many chemicals and pesticides and all of these types of things. Right. We kill the livestock in our soil. So again, here we go. We're caught back into the yeah. So that's one day. thing that's uh, you know an interesting segue there. You know, we talk about building up the soil and, and doing these things naturally and, and lifting them up. And yet, Zamzos, we still sell chemicals in the stores. You know, right. We still have those things. And I, and I kind of touched on it a little bit, you know, in, a, in an overall strategy. But why do we tout this organic, this natural way of doing things and yet still sell a bottle of weed killer? Okay. Well, I call chemicals rescue chemicals. I've never believed that we should just use uh, pesticides as a matter of course. Yeah. That's why I really get a little bit upset with some of the, the major lawn services where they go out and spray all of their accounts with insect control with some kind of a poison. They don't even know if their lawn has insects in it or not. Yeah. Or they spray the entire lawn with weed killer when there's only four or five weeds right. in their whole lawn when they can be spot treated. We shouldn't be going out and just carte blanche putting on pesticides on the soil. We should use them as they're intended, which right. is for rescue. So let's say we've got an ash tree. And our ash tree, is the leaves are all coiled up and it's, it's full of aphids and we've got some borer in there. Right. And we're going to lose a $500 tree if we don't do something. Yeah. So what's the first thing we do? We tell them, well, you know, you really need to get some thrive on the ground. We got to start working on the life in the soil and get the health back into this tree. But we've got to use rescue chemistry to kill those insects so that the tree can get healthy enough so they can yeah. start taking care of itself. Right. If not, then we lose it. Right. And that's the that's the process of solving that problem. It's not just getting rid of the immediate problem. You know, uh, if you're you're bleeding on your hand, you don't cut your arm off. Right. You put a Band-Aid on it and then you try not to cut yourself again. Yeah. So it doesn't stop with just getting rid of the bugs. It stops with how did we get to this point yeah. and what can we do to stop that from happening well, in the future? Well, I'll guarantee you one thing. If you've got a tree that's got insects in it and you spray for the insects and you don't do anything to correct the soil and get the life back in the soil, you're going to be spraying for yeah. those insects Absolutely. every single year. Yeah. So we say use these insecticides wisely. Use them to get yourself out of trouble, but spend your energy in getting the soil right and getting life back in your soil. And Absolutely. let's let's start making our world a little better place instead of a little worser place. If yeah, you will, exactly. Right? Yeah, and those are the things that just have always resonated with me about Zamzos. It's the thing that you know that's a value system that we've got in the in the company, and we try to impart on the people that come to work for us and the customers that we talk to. Jim, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy life and schedule to just get the chance to talk to us about these important things, these things that are so interesting and so fascinating. And just, I always enjoy getting to learn more from you. So, and I, and I hope the, the people listening got something. I'm sure you got something out of it because it was just fascinating. We're planning on doing some more of these over the next few months where we'll probably talk about some pet foods, probably more about lawn and garden and, and just kind of share some more of your stories and, and, and the things that you 
uh, have influenced you and so have influenced us as the company of Zamzos. Thanks, Nolan. It, it's good to be here, and I look forward to our next session. Yeah, no, they'll be fantastic. And, you know, we talked a lot about some really in-depth things and kind of complex ideas today. And it's hard to diagnose those sort of things sometimes over the over the airwaves or over the phone. So, you know, we've got experienced people in the stores that are ready, that are willing. And if they can't answer it right then, you know, they're trained to go find the answer or find somebody else who does. And uh, and those sometimes they end up all the way back <laughs> with Jim and, uh, and, and we get to influence the company that way. So if you ever have a need for anything or you're not sure how to fix something, you know, give us a try. Come into the stores. We've got lots of people that are willing and ready to help you out. So this was a fantastic show. We look forward to seeing you. I'll be live uh, probably again next week. So thanks for your time, everybody, and uh, hope you have a great weekend. Hey Joss, this is it. We're down to the last day for folks to buy their Zamzo's lawn program for 2023 at this year's lower price. Let's not rush the season. 2023 won't be here until a week from tomorrow. Jeez, I guess it's here. But if folks sign up for the Zamzo's lawn program today before 3 p.m., they are going to save a lot of money over next year's price. And Zamzo's lawn program is such a deal. They get five applications of Dad's exclusive biologically correct lawn food for one low price. Plus, we store it for you, send you a reminder when it's time for each step and loan you a spreader to apply it with for free. And when you sign up for the lawn program, you get 10% off all house plants and lawn and garden supplies for the rest of the year and all of 2023. But you only have until 3 p.m. today to purchase or renew your lawn program at this year's lower price. So come pick out those last minute gifts and stocking stuffers for your pet, pet lover, or gardener now. And from our family to yours, Merry Christmas. No! 